Welcome to the Stop, Pause, Think, Now Act podcast, the conversations that matter with me, Joanne Grobelar, and today's brilliant and wonderful guest, Chichiara Charlie. Let me tell you about Chichi's impressive career. Chichi is an award-winning business strategist and speaker who is passionate about empowering women to unlock their gifts in order to build a lasting legacy. Chichi started her career in finance before embarking on a consulting career where she used her skills in digital marketing and strategy to support entrepreneurs to build their brands and grow their income through training, courses and consulting. Today, she works for an edtech startup managing the delivery of their digital and tech programs across the UK and soon to be the USA. Chichi has been featured in international publications such as The Guardian, The Huffington Post, radio and podcasts, and also Chichi is a published author. A Jesus girl, she lives in Essex with her husband and two children. Chichi, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Joe. I'm so happy to be here. It's so great to talk to you. And we've known each other for a really long time. Really, really long time. We met in a lovely little Facebook group and yes. got talking. Uh, we've worked together. Um, yeah, we're good friends. So yeah, we have known each other a long time. It's, it's lovely. So I'm really excited to talk to you about these stop, pause, think moments that have really propelled you into this incredible direction of where you're at today. Sure. So first of all, I want to talk to you about what is the most memorable stop moment in your career? Um, you know, when you like was like, this isn't working for me, I'm going to do something different. Tell us a bit about that moment. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, as you said in the bio, I had my own business where I was doing business coaching and I had, you know, clients that I worked with across the world and I was doing group coaching and had different things I was doing as part of that. And I've just written a book and all that sort of thing. And this was back in 2017. And prior to that, a year prior to that, I just left my corporate job um, for a bank and I had made that decision to kind of go full-time in my business. And it got to 2018, January 2018, and I was actually just really overwhelmed. I had, um, unbeknown to probably a lot of people, probably only the really closest, closest people to me, I was in a lot of debt. And it's very easy to hide being in a lot of debt. But that the stress of that was just immense. So like, not like little debt, like 40,000, 50,000 pounds worth of debt. I had um, an online community that I was kind of managing and looking after, but I also had kind of, um, you know, the programs that I was running, but I was just kind of like suffocating in the whole online space. And it got to a point where I just felt God saying to me, like, you need to just stop everything. And at the time I had like, you know, my, my kids were, my son was about three, three and a half for going to four. My daughter was um, about six. And it was just like, stop everything, like literally stop everything. And to the outside world, it's a, it's a very, would have a very, very weird decision. You know, you've just, you know, you've got a business that's growing. You've got, you know, you just won an award. You've just written a book. You know, you're doing all these amazing things externally. But so why would you just let everything go? But I just knew I had to because I was super stressed. I was really exhausted. And I, was, I wasn't happy. You know, it's really easy because obviously now we're in COVID times and everything's all online and we're doing lots of Zooms and all that sort of thing. It's very easy to hide unhappiness online. Um, unless people know you in real life. Um, and whilst those aspects of what I was doing, I enjoyed, I had reached this point of just kind of fuel frustration and things that were easy before to do were just really, really hard. And I just basically walked away from all. So one of the things that really stood out for me, what you said there was about suffocating in the online space. Mm. Um, 
I, as an observer of many big influencers or people that have built really big followings, I don't know about you, Chi-Chi, but I can almost see that suffocation coming further down the line because of poor, kind of like poor self-awareness of what's going on. How do you feel about that? Especially for people, especially for maybe um, children that are in this online space. What are your thoughts about how we support ourselves so that we don't suffocate in this online space? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, ultimately, it's not real. (laughs) It's as real as much as you can... You know, you're seeing a human being on an Instagram story or someone's posting in a Facebook group, but it's not real to the extent that you don't know what actually is going on behind that screen. And so it's really easy for somebody to portray any sort of image, any sort of lifestyle. And there's no sort of way of really fact-checking that unless you know the individual. And most of us don't know a lot of these people that we so-called follow and the influencers. And I think for young people looking at that, they see the glamorousness of it. They see the, 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 the things that these people are getting or the things that they're doing, the hundreds of thousands of followers, which some people have most likely bought. Um, and then they think it's like, that's the lifestyle that I want to have. But one thing I realized, I mean, I, I came into the online space when it was very, very embryonic, very young. Um, when Facebook groups were still this place of just kind of real community. And um, back we in the day. Such a good time, didn't we? <laughs> That's the thing back in the day. And then, and then um, people started to realize that, oh my goodness, you can make money online and you, and you can do so with very little substance. And so there's two kinds of groups of people. There's, there's two, you know, there's people who are kind of very genuine and very real and, um, you know, they're using the, the online space to kind of amplify a really genuine message and they care about running a proper business. And then there's others who are really just out to fleece other people. Um, and one of the reasons why I really enjoy working with you was that when I, I worked with other coaches um, and other people, and, and it's this kind of thing, difference between reality of life yeah. and, then real, and then online space. And then the fact that, okay, you can say all these big things, but actually you've got to go away and do the work. And it just felt like some of the stuff people were saying or teaching is just, this is not real life. So um, I just felt it got to a point where there was lots of noise and there's just lots of, um, you just don't know what's really what isn't anymore. And I just felt like I, you know, I was coming out of an alignment with myself of who I was because ultimately, like I said, I was in a lot of debt, but like I never talked about it. I had a lot of shame about it. And so, so anyone looking at me could look and say, well, oh, look at this, this is great. And, and that really bothered me. I just really like, like um, disliked that incongruency between the reality of who I was and how I was genuinely feeling. And I also think back then to actually, to, uh, to actually talk about how you're feeling in a negative way, like, you know, I'm not happy or I don't like this was really looked out upon. So you couldn't do that at all. Like that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's treading that fine line, isn't it? Because you've just hit on something really important and very of the moment we were having a really, uh, me and a couple of close colleagues that I hang out with about how people like me, like you do the real work, like really deep work where we get clients and we get them to do the work, dig deep. And we don't chase that online following, that online space that so that gives the impression that we know what we're doing. And what we're finding is more and more is people are gravitating to purchase from people purely because they see that they have this online, huge online following and not necessarily because they know how to do what they need to do to get that person where that person needs to be. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm, we're seeing it more and more and more. So what is your advice for somebody who is looking to work with somebody and maybe in an online environment, what would be like your check gate that you would get people to think about walking through when they're going to work with somebody who they've predominantly met online? That's such a good question. So if you're looking to work with somebody, there's a couple of things you want to first clarify with yourself. Kind of what is it that I want this person to help me with? Ooh, yeah. To get quite clear because business coach, you know, coach, that word is interpreted so differently with lots of different people. Um, and sometimes you might think you need a business coach. You might need a marketing expert. You might need somebody to help with your sales. So get really clear on what it is that you need help with. And then you can, I often first start by uh, kind of asking around and saying, I'm looking for X, who would you recommend? And that's when people will start to kind of share people's names and um, tag people in, because I often will kind of post on Facebook or Instagram and get that kind of feedback. And then I will then start to do my own due diligence. So if you mention someone to me, I will go and Google them. Like I'm an expert researcher. I will go and Google. I will go and trail through all the pages of Google to see what has been said. I will put the person's name in or business name and reviews. Um, if they're a UK company, I'll go and come to company's house to see like who is this company um, to kind of verify that. And also I have done like if said person company has people who are on their uh, website, I will find those people and reach out to those people and like ask how the experience was. Um, I have no problem doing that. I've been burnt before and I'd also, you know, you're, you're going to spend money with somebody. So have no problem asking loads of questions to the individual, asking, can I speak to clients, asking them about kind of what they've done. Because it's not necessarily about having a qualification because sometimes a qualification doesn't actually equate to somebody knowing how to do something actually effectively. It means they've been able to study and get a qualification. You know, yeah. so like I, you know, I'm like, well, what have you actually done in this space? And, and, and there's a difference between getting results for yourself and actually being able to get results for somebody else. Yeah. So again, beware of someone who's only just been able to do it for themselves and then then, then teaching somebody else, you know, others how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, it's really easy to portray a certain something online. You know, it's very easy to put up a website. It's very easy to buy followers. It's very easy. Um, yeah. But it doesn't actually mean that somebody's actually very genuine in what they do. And have a conversation. Like when you talk to somebody, you often know, you kind of get a sense of feeling and, and you know, does this person know what they're talking about? Do, do I feel comfortable working with this person? And if they're very pressurized or they make you feel guilty about, you know, wanting to spend money and that sort of thing. Um, and as someone who's been in debt, I would always be very wary of people who would actively encourage you to get into debt to work with them. Ooh, like I really, good I really one. find that kind of, um, yeah, I wouldn't encourage that. Yeah, I mean, we are... Um, I think it's really interesting because I know I get lots of feedback from people who work in the similar space to I do, that, that I do. They go, oh, you don't charge enough. And I'm like, Char-, you know, the people investing with me invest enough. They're investing to get the results and for me to be able to look in the whites of their eyes to get them to where they need to be. And I think there are a lot of people that are way overcharging and people are then being tempted by the potential followers and lifestyle and not by the outcomes that they need to get as an individual. Yeah. I mean, there's someone who is a UK co-influencer, you know, 50,000 followers, um, has built a business over the last, you know, has built a business the right way, quote unquote, for the last how many years, but in this last year, 
worked with the wrong person who basically oh I know, you know oh yeah you know yeah and basically has destroyed their business in this in the amount of two or three months um because one of the things when you have a following and a genuine following your followers will trust you you bring somebody into that space they will trust that person and the whole thing you know watching it from the outside and actually also in the inside because i purchased a course from said person not one that was impacted but um it's just been horrible to watch and see because I've seen the growth of this individual over the years, systematically doing it the right way. And then that whole need to want to earn money really quickly has just destroyed their business. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I um, watched that. And I think it's really interesting that, um, for me, and again, you know, is this because Chi Chi, we have done the detailed work in, you know, which I talk about all the time, you know, we build uh, an EQ toolkit for our leaders. That's one of the premises. That's one of our tenets of what we do. So it's that self-awareness, that social awareness, that self-management and communication, motivation and empathy. And sometimes I think you're right. That person built a really brilliant, solid business, but then something disconnected and went, uh, went awry. Mm. And is that because you know, who knows why that happened? Only that person needs to do their work and figure that out and heal from that experience. But for me, it's always about staying grounded to the principles that helped you get to where you are in that moment. So true. So true. And just not being distracted because the thing is, particularly online, it's so easy to look around and be like, oh, they're doing that. Let me try that. Oh, they're doing that. Let me try that. One of my biggest lessons, uh, you know, has been the simplicity of kind of you know, you're doing something, it's working, keep doing it. If you look at the people who are earning, you know, big, you know, they've earned consistently high income, um, big names in the online space, but have been here around for 10 years or so. They've just been very simple with what they're doing. Yeah. The simplicity of what they're offering, they've refined it, they're making it better, they're selling it in volume, but they haven't been like, lots of things here, lots of things here, lots of things here. And that's where people get really distracted mm-hmm. in all of that. And yeah, for me, I, I kind of, you know, when I look back at some of the early mistakes in my business, I'm, I'm kind of like, you were trying to do so many things. And like, no wonder you were overwhelmed and frust- you know, frustrated. And no wonder customers would kind of be confused as to what you're offering because you're offering so many things and just stick to one thing. Great, great advice there. Yeah. My, I mean, my business model is, you know, it's only, it's evolved, but it's not really moved from my tenant of, of what I believe in. Mm. Um, and I think that is it. We've, we've, when you set yourself on really good, solid foundations and steady, steady, good things can happen. And I think that's really evident in what you've done in the last two years, Chi Chi. Yeah. I mean, yeah. walking, yeah, I think sometimes it's, you have to go back to, like you said, what are your values and what, what's important for you as opposed to what other people expect you to do. Yeah. Because, um, when I, you know, when I, when I quit my, my, my business and then I was I kind of effectively had like a sabbatical for 2018 and then I was like do you know what I'm really I'm going to go back to the workforce because my son was going to start school well this um, is this is going to bring us into your pause moment now isn't it tell us about this pause moment that come after your stop walk us through it yeah so it was kind of um I had this whole I had it well I stopped everything and then I was basically not doing anything I mean nothing when I said not doing anything I was still mum I was still kind of, you know, looking after my family and all that sort of thing, but I wasn't doing anything else. And that was a very weird time for me because I'm a very busy, active person. I'm always doing something. So it was kind of this sabbatical where I was 
reading a lot, journaling a lot, took my kids to nursery or school, prayed a lot, journaled a lot, all of that sort of thing. But without any kind of clear direction as to where I was going to, where I was going, I knew that my son was going to go to school in September. So I knew, okay, let me just enjoy this time that I have with him. Um, but then at the same time, it was, I, I didn't know what the next thing I wanted to do. But I also knew that I didn't want to go back to having a business like right now. I think I needed that, I needed that distance from that. Um, I talked about, you know, being in debt and like that year was when I managed to finally sell this house, that's property that I had had for 10 years, which prior to that, and this is how all these things always work together. Like, you know, I'd had really bad tenants in the last year in that property and they stopped paying rent and they stopped, you know, they wouldn't let the agents come and look at the house, all this sort of thing. So it was a really stressful time with that. And so I had like, I have this asset, I can't do anything. And so once I kind of like had quit and stopped, like literally that was like beginning of the year. And then, um, I got a message from them to say like, oh, we've left. It was so random. Like we've left, we've left the keys and they left. I was, I was able to sell the house and then I was able to use money from that to, to pay off the debt. So I was in this place where I had no debt, but I had no, I had no business. I had no job. And I've always been working since I was 16 years old. It was very weird. And so I then had to take time to think about like, okay, what do I want to do next? Like, I know that I don't want to be at home um, full time when the kids go back to school or my son starts school. So I need to think about that. And I had to start applying for jobs again, which is a very strange scenario because I've been at HSBC um, for good on almost, you know, I've been there for a very long time. I literally left university and was there. So to apply for jobs again and to kind of look for places to work and go through that process was really humbling, actually. It made me realize kind of like it's not easy looking for jobs, but also it meant to kind of, um, it gave me space to think about kind of what I wanted to do. Um, and that's when I kind of came across what I'm doing now and making that decision to go back to work. But that in itself was, uh, it had emotions around it because it's sort of like, I felt embarrassed about admitting I was going back to work. And I had to like do some work around that. And I remember I was having a conversation about this. I kind of like, what's, you know, why do I feel bad about going back to work or making that choice to go back to a career um, versus running a business? Because, you know, talk to any entrepreneur if they're like struggling, they will openly admit if they're honest that there is a sense of relief that comes back to comes back when you're having this um when you're back in work if, if that makes sense and that's one aspect of going back to work but also sometimes people think you know what I just want to change I want to do something else I want to take these skills and apply them to something else and I think that was a lot of my driving force I was like I have all these skills I can use them and help a business grow I knew I didn't want to work for someone really big but I wanted to kind of go to a company where I could really use those and really add value to what they were doing Wow, that's a wonderful thought, a walkthrough of your pause moment, Chi-Chi. Let's just take a break there for a moment and then we'll be back with you to talk about your think. Welcome back, Chi-Chi. So you've walked us through something that's really significant and you talked about going back to work and we're in this think process now. And... There was this moment as you very entrepreneurial in your thinking where you were having this discomfort around actually going back to a career. But interestingly, a career that you were really, I have a sense that you knew was going to be great, but there was still some work to be done around that. Talk to me, talk me through that work that you did in the think around being an entrepreneur this isn't quite working. I'm going to go back and work with the organization that you're working with now. 
how do you get yourself really comfortable with that that decision making? Yeah, I mean, it really was basically taking time to strip everything back. And that's what that year was, kind of stripping everything back. It's kind of like, who are you when you don't have anything? Because it was really easy to kind of place my validation on my business and how that world was doing or my validation as a, as a wife or a mother. And obviously I didn't lose being a mother or lose being a wife, but, you know, or how well am I doing based on how much money I'm earning, all sort of thing. So stripping all of that back, I had to kind of redefine what was important to me and realizing that my worth was not in my business and that I could be at home and be okay. Because, you know, I think that's really year eight into marriage and like, I, you know, being at home and just being with my kids and just, you know, taking them to school and just have a really simple life in that sense was something I'd never really experienced before. And it really was a time to kind of reconnect with those things at home and kind of, and rebuild some things. I'm not going to lie. I feel like when you run a business, it's really easy to, um, if you're not doing it in a very balanced way, something gives and it can be relationships. It can be like, you know, stuff with your health. It can be lots of different things. So I had to have a real honest conversation with myself around what have I let go because I was really focused on building this thing. So relationships, health, they were things that were um, things I kind of reassessed again. And then I started thinking about kind of what are my values? And, you, you know, we, we talked earlier about kind of the things that are your foundational things and what are things that kind of play to my strengths. And so um, the, the role I'm doing now, I didn't go straight into that first because I was still kind of in mind of like, I don't want to go into full-time employment. Like if I am a contractor and if anyone asks, then I'm still kind of working for myself <laughs> sort of thing. So I did a contract first of all for like four months. Um, and that's, that, that was like back end of 2018. And it was awful. <laughs> it was awful in the sense that it wasn't, it was the, it wasn't playing to my strengths at all. Um, the organisation that I was with, um, it wasn't a good fit. And I actually left that place feeling really, really low my confidence. Like, what has just happened? And I kind of, like, literally the Friday that kind of the contract was ending, um, that next week I was literally on Twitter. And this company that I'm at now, the kind of founder was tweeting about, oh, we need X people, we're looking for this, da, da, da. And, I, and I reached out to her. And it's funny because we'd, we'd spoken about a year ago um about roles then and it wasn't it wasn't the right time and it, so it didn't kind of happen but then I reached out again and I and I didn't want to reach out because the ego was like well last time was a bit of a mess and da, 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 and I don't even know I want to work for somebody again and all that sort of thing um but it was like oh, just swallow your pride so I literally just reached back out and then we had this conversation and it was great and came back and had, and had a, and a kind of another conversation and, and they were really open about what had happened before and apologetic and that sort of thing. And that kind of started this really great relationship that I have with where I am now. And like, you know, it's almost been two years, but I had to do a lot of work around acceptance of what had happened before. And like now coming back into the world of work did not equal failure. I want to just talk to you about something really interesting that you just said, because you talked about it being swallowing your pride. I think it was something different than that. I think that's probably maybe a little bit of old stuff. What did you really do by reaching out, Chi Chi? And then on on the Twitter thing, yeah. Um, I mean, what did I really do? I think I saw the opportunity and seized it. I think, yeah, uh, charge of the situation, and yeah. I, me knowing you the way that I do, having worked together, that I know there was a there was somewhere a part of you that knew that that was a really good fit for you. 
And I know that 12 months earlier, you've been really excited about that organisation. Yeah, and and gutted that it hadn't worked out and actually really frustrated with them, which is why it was this piece of like, oh, am I going to go down that path again? But then it was, you know, the light was back on again. So let's have this conversation. And this is how I, you know, as as a Christian, I kind of look in in, in terms of faith, how things always align and the timing is always the right timing. Because I knew when I did join that I had joined at the right time. I think if I had joined at that, that previous time, I probably would have left because of the, of the stage at which the organization was. Yeah. And in that 12 months they'd moved, you know, they've grown and, and like it was a much better timing for me to join them then. Yeah. And I think that's interesting, is it? How sometimes we have to do the stop, pause, think now act on just a little bit in our language, because actually what you did was you got back in the arena you, with that mm. particular moment where it could have been so easy for you to turn your back on it and miss this insanely brilliant opportunity that has worked out for you in unbelievable mm. ways. Mm. And also that year off as well was kind of, a, you know, when you look back, it was very much a preparation season yeah. because we're going back to work. Any, any woman would tell you going back to work. And I went back initially full time that kind of, and I was going, and I then started doing this commute into London, which I hadn't done for a very long time was a big change in lifestyle. And I think having had this, you know, months and months prior, prior to kind of, get my house in order if that makes sense and get routines up in place with how I did stuff with the kids and how I did stuff at home and just and health wise and all that sort of thing meant that adding this new thing was slotting into an already existing system and hadn't had I not done that I think the transition would have been a lot harder because I'm there trying to figure out stuff with the house and all that sort of things and the kids and everything and a new job so in hindsight I'm, I'm, there's a lot of gratitude that comes from that place of like stopping everything and like rebuilding it again to have this new foundation to add other things onto yeah but it comes back to that thing that we talk about time and time again we have to build on solid foundations always and keep nurturing that foundation and nurturing that foundation and it's not for me i think it's always reminding people is a solid foundation doesn't mean that we get stuck a solid foundation means we build something just rock solid that we can grow on evolve and tweak and change but if we've got that base la- layer in there tweaking and changing and evolving is so much easier isn't it yeah and you kind of know what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to because you've yeah. got that foundation piece there yeah I think that was really exciting moment for me when you talked about that you saw them on twitter and then you're like what right and then you got back in there and you got in touch and it's just really exciting to see how things have turned out for you there yeah yeah but it was funny because I went you know I reflect and because like I said I left that last contract and my confidence was really really low and I and I went into this new role and I knew it was kind of a a good role fit for me anyway but confidence was still very low and and I've had to and I had to do at the time a lot of work around just rebuilding that within myself and reminding myself okay the value that you're bringing, the experiences that you've had, the things that you've done in your business, the things you've done in all the organizations, it's all worthy and it's all worth it. And they, they, they form part of who you are. And, it, you know, Chichi, if you hadn't gone through X, Y, Z, you would have learned these things and it wouldn't, you know, it would have created the person that you are today, which is why, you know, they want to work with you. So yeah, there's a lot of reflection piece. I'm very reflective. I think um, <laughs> I reflect a lot. I'm always asking myself questions and I'm always thinking like, okay, what is the situation teaching me that I can take away all the time? And I think what I'm hearing is that your reflection is, because you, you've talked in the past and you uh, um, talked a little, a little bit earlier about shame 
And I think that reflection piece, um, I'm hearing you, it allowed you to drop the shame. Whatever that was around, whatever was going on, being reflective and doing the work, going in and doing the work, having had this experience, allowed you to go, that shame is my story and it's part of me, but it's it's not necessarily my truth and I don't need to hold on to it because it's going to hold me back. Mm-hmm. You have to because, you know, that was a huge one and, you know, coming out of that, because when you're in debt, like your mindset. And I think I was, and I was in that for a few years. You, the way you think about things is really skewed by that. Yeah. And then you come out of debt, but you, if you don't change your mindset, you're still going to be that same person in debt, even though you haven't got debt. But then the shame around that, you know, I had to get comfortable just talking about it. And, like, and then when I do talk about it, and I've talked about it, and I remember talking to someone about it recently, and they're like, oh my gosh you paid off all this money and you did, 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 did. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I did actually. You kind of forget like the journey that you've been on and everything that you've gone through to get to that point. And equally with, you know, the job thing, I'm incredibly proud to work for who I work for. And I know that, um, you know, when I made that transition back to going to work, I was in this place of like, Oh my gosh. And this is why I have to come off social media because it was too triggering because, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, we're in the same space together, running our business together. I wasn't running my business. And like, even now when I look and see people who are kind of still running their businesses for when we were all running it together, I have to be careful not to allow it to trigger me because I'm on a different path. This is, that's not my path that I'm on. And I'm truly grateful for that time that I had. Um, but I'm also equally grateful for where I am now. Yeah, we've got to walk the path that's right for us. And like I say, I think we talked about social media having such an influence on where we think we should go. And actually, our path is different to maybe that social influence is telling us you know one of the things that I get really irked at is when I hear this you know um you know selling beach money and all the rest of it and laptop lifestyle (laughs) you and I know behind any really successful business with solid foundations that keeps doing the work keeps doing the work there is work behind the back of that brand yeah yeah Uh, um and you know any online space that you look at with big followings, go and check what's going on the back of that the back of that brand. Get under the bonnet. We, um, I work with an amazing client, Natalie Gaynor Designs, and Natalie and I were out in Manchester. Oh, it was about 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 three years ago. We were having a catch up meeting, and in that meeting, we bumped into uh, uh, somebody who knew Natalie went and looked her up, saw, you know, was introduced to us. And that person then come and said, oh, you know, I really want to work with you. I was like, yeah, that's great. And we sat down and we had a conversation. And when I lifted the bonnet of that person's business, the boot was empty. Oh my gosh, I've had that. But, the, had that. but the online following and the storytelling said something entirely different. Yeah. And that's, I think, is what the scary side of all this is. Whereas um, Natalie has a product-based business and everything there is really, you know, I know the effort and the work that goes into that brand. And I think it's this illusion, isn't it, that people think, oh, you have this, so everything will just fall into place. Yeah, it's so scary because I had exact same thing. I had someone come to want to work with me, um, someone who I've seen in the online space, and I was like, oh, this person's killing it. But I was actually like, why do they want to come and work with me? <laughs> not, not in a kind of self-deprecating way, but I'm like, you, got, you, you made it. Like, why didn't you? But then in conversation and like in digging, it was all a facade. I just, 
And I remember, I think I remember having a conversation with you about it because I said that, like, I just felt like it was really difficult for me from an integrity perspective, knowing the truth of what was behind that business and what this person was putting out. And I just found it kind of, wow. Um, You know, and this is how, this is how it is. And this is why you've got to be so, so careful about who you give your money to and who you trust to help you build your business or whatever, whatever you want to do, because there are people out there who are very good at the front end things, but there's actually nothing behind what they're doing. So just, yeah. And I think you Sorry, I think you put on something else there. And I think as leaders, you know, you and I in our own space as well, we have to be, stand on our own um, value system when those type of people want to come and work with us, that we say, hey, I'm not for you. Mm. Um, And I remember that person saying that to that person, I think I'm for you. You know, we work with people who do X, Y, and Z. And I can remember that person being absolutely disgusted and then going, but I can give you lots of, you know, exposure. Oh, like, the classic. <laughs> yeah, can give you so much exposure. I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. And one of the things that I love about, um, I'm a member of the Albright in London, where we are going to go and have afternoon tea, cheat, cheat next time <laughs> in London. Well, we're allowed as well. We can come yeah. out again. <laughs> they're open at the minute because they serve food. So they're, they're like, we're still open. Um, and one of the, I remember when I joined the Albright, one of the things we had, you know, I was doing, I was doing, I was doing my due diligence on what it meant to be a member there. What their value system was and they were like everybody pays in this club Mm. we don't have anybody who has you know an influencer membership everybody pays because everybody needs to do the work Mm. Um, and Mm. it was really good because then you all you knew that you know there was already some alignment with value system with other members and I think I really love the fact that they stood on that foundation principle of saying this is what we are this is who we are and this is who we welcome through their doors I think it's being you know we've got to be courageous and not follow those bright shiny lights where we think oh my god this is going to change everything for me yeah. And ultimately, you know, you and I both know what it takes to, to build a business. And when you are working with people, and this is something that was really important to me with the programs that I created and the things that I did, I'm like, this thing has to work. As in, I'm not going to sell something that doesn't work. People need to be able to take this program or kind of have coaching with me. And we actually see results at the end of it because then for me, otherwise that's, that's just not how I operate. And so sometimes you are having conversations with people around like this is the reality of running a business and I don't think sometimes people realize that because they only see certain sides to things and when you have those honest conversations that's when people have to have that conversation with themselves as to actually do I really want to do this because am I prepared to put in what's needed to get the so-called results that I want to have um but yeah I think having this integrity piece is is really 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 important really important love that so let's talk about your action we're coming to the final closing here talk about the action that you took and i know we've weaved in we've weaved parts of your story through this what has been your big takeaway from the big action that you took as part of this moment in your life where you took a a different turn so i'll say for me it's knowing that anything that i want in life comes from me actually taking that decision to make it happen and you know whether it's my health and I remember kind of um, being really unhappy with how I looked and I just had become just really lethargic and just you know put weight on and all that sort of thing and I was just like you know what I need to really fix this and um you know join the gym but actually more than that I was like I need accountability because I know myself and I know if I want to actually do something and do it effectively I need support so whether that's support from peers or friends or a coach 
Um, and in this case, it was a PT and she came and she showed me how to use all the equipment and all sort of thing. And it just opened up this world of fitness for me, which was amazing. And I remember just kind of, you know, having that all kind of click and come together and all that sort of thing. And that was really, really, really good. Um, you know, I've talked about kind of you know, spending time and applying for jobs of jobs that I actually really wanted to do. And, and sometimes you have to take, sometimes people kind of like, I don't know what to do. I'm not really sure the next thing. And I always say like, you know, clarity comes from action. So from applying for lots of jobs, having conversations, going to interviews and not being successful before obviously I came to what I'm doing now, really started to narrow down what it is that I actually want to do and really kind of the kind of place that I want to work for. I was also really intentional with who I surround myself with. And like I said, you know, I got off social media. I stopped going to like hanging out where I was hanging out because it was really just triggering and actually not helping me from a mental health perspective. And because I needed to, I knew deep down what I, who I was and what I wanted to do and, and my own value system, but I needed to really strengthen that without having outside influence kind of be questioning it, if that makes sense. So I did that. And then, um, yeah, just kind of got really real with people and started having honest conversations and talking about things that happened but from a place of like, this is where I've come from and this is where I am now. Um, and not being uh, kind of, not what's the right word, disappointed by it or ashamed of it, if that makes sense. But like, yeah, just acceptance. I think one of the, one of the wisest pieces of advice that I heard when I started, because I've, I've had this business 12 and a half years now. And I remember I was talking to somebody, it was on one of my US trips, really early in the day of my of setting this business up. And the person said to me is, you know, one of the things that they were seeing is that people in our space were coming and almost talk, using their audience as their therapy, mm. you know, talking about their stuff before they'd worked it out themselves. And therefore it's quite detrimental to your audience with they're in the, you know, they're in this pain place. And what I've seen you do Chi is use the stop pause think now process by going, I'm moving away. I'm going to work out my stuff because now uh, your, your message is so much more powerful and has so much more hope and clarity and action behind it that anybody who's been in that situation that you are in, they know they can go through it and come out a be- in a better place. Mm-hmm. There's so many components to these sorts of things. And you, and you know, there are times when you want to kind of, uh, what's the word now, justify stuff? Because you feel like, like, well, you know, I literally just disappeared off the, off the face of the social media planet and said nothing. I literally just said the group's closing, blah, 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 all that sort of thing. And there were times when I'm like, I need to explain, I need to do this. But then I, even myself in that moment, I was just like, I'm not even sure what I'm even going to explain and say. Like, you know, I knew that I was on this journey and I knew that, you know, it was being kind of, it was very much tailored to me and what I was going through. Um, like I said, you know, I did a lot of journaling and prayer and all that sort of thing. And so if you're not a person of faith, for example, you'd be like, what the heck, what's this person doing? Like, what's going on? So I knew that I had to kind of walk through this process. But there were many times when I felt like I had to justify my actions. Yeah. And like, I need to talk about it. And I had to be like, no, I just, I, no, it's not the right time. And I've always had that kind of, um, you know, that mindset of like, you know, you share your scar, not your wound. And yeah. like, I need to come out the other side of it because it was still very, very raw. Um, but now, like, yeah, it's very much an open conversation. And I can talk about, experiences and actually like you said there are people who now you can talk about those things and it's helpful to somebody else because they're either going through it or they're kind of about to embark on something similar and you can and you can give your advice from a place of like yeah experience I've been there I can talk about it 
Chi-Chi, you have been an incredible guest. I knew you were going to be. I am so privileged and honoured to have you on today at the start of the season of this new podcast. As your closing big moment with us, what would be your one piece of advice for new and future leaders or business owners? What would that be? Yeah, so first I've enjoyed having this conversation and it's lovely to talk to you always. I would say that, you know, <laughs> without sounding really cliche, life, life really is a marathon. Um, but like, we live in this world where everybody expects things to happen overnight, this microwave mentality. And it's really easy to forget that things don't happen overnight. I mean, you even said it, you know, your business, your business is 12 years old. Um, things don't just happen like that. And if you see things just happen like that, I'd really question Mm-hmm. whether that's actually the truth and you've got to sow you've got to like be diligent in kind of the things that you're building and be consistent with it and even when those days are hard or you're not seeing any results you've just got to be consistent and stick at it and be patient you've got to learn um you've got to be prepared to know that you're going to make mistakes but you just got to keep moving forward because i you know like like you know uh, steve jobs quote around you know the dots always connect when you look backwards when you're moving forward, you don't always know like, what does this mean? And why is this happening? But as long as you're able to kind of take the next best step and, you know, sometimes when you think, oh gosh, what should I do? It's like, well, actually, what, what would be the best thing I could do right now? What is the next thing? Not like a big, massive plan, but just one step forward. You can actually make lots of progress. Um, and then finally, just really surround yourself with people who's gonna, who are going to push you, who are going to encourage you, but also stay humble. Um, and one of the reasons why I like our relationship is that, you know, you, you always kind of, uh, challenge me in a, in a, in a way that's fair, but kind of from a place of kindness to kind of really question sometimes either the way I think or the actions that I want to take. So yeah, that's what I would say to, to people. Oh, Chi Chi, you have been an incredible guest. Thank you so much. You will find how to contact Chi Chi in the details below. We are so privileged to have you today. Thank you so much. And um, I look forward to the world getting to hear your story and the insanely amazing progress that you've made in a very short period of time because you did the work. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Bye. Bye.